Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue in the Gospels. What a glorious day it is to gather, to study God's Word, to be encouraged. Yesterday we're in Matthew chapter 6 as we've been in the Sermon on the Mount. We've been talking about prayer and we've been talking about our giving and Jesus has really exhorted us not to be like the hypocrites where we just do it for a show. But he was encouraging us, us and especially in prayers, that we would just pray unto the Lord just in our normal life. He said, if we pray in our secret, your Father who sees in secrets will reward us openly. And so as he's speaking to his disciples, and that's important to remember as we look at these scriptures that it's for those believers, those who follow after the Lord, who this instruction is for. And so now, as he's speaking to them, he tells us in verse 9, In this manner, therefore, prayer. pray. He gives us an example of prayer that obviously all you guys know, but I thought we'd look at it for here for a moment. As he prays, he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Of course, the first thing that he reminds us as he's teaching his disciples to pray is to remember who you're praying to. It's to our Heavenly Father, the creator of heaven and earth, as you remember in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And as I think it's so important when we pray that we remember who he is. He says, hallowed be thy name. There isn't a name like unto Jehovah our God. He's mighty, he's powerful, but he's compassionate, he's merciful, and he cares for us, remembering who we're praying to. Then in verse 10, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. I find it's interesting when Jesus reminds his disciples to keep the heavenly perspective in mind. To keep the eternal perspective in mind within our lives. And he says the first thing that we should be talking about is, well, recognizing who God is. And then remembering that the kingdom of God is not among us in the sense where we're living in a world that's it's fallen. Where Satan's in, under control. The prince and the power of this uh, of the air is in control of this world. But there is a glorious kingdom coming. Let me just say that nowadays people have been talking about, you know, not talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. It's like they want to put it on a back burner. But here within the Lord's Prayer, the really the first thing that he says, thy kingdom come. And may that just pound within all of our hearts. And that would be the beat that keeps us going each and every day. The fact that God's kingdom is is coming. And then he says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that submissiveness of the disciples to the will of God. And I, I think it's good as we go to the Lord in prayers. We think in each and every day. Say, Lord, your will be done in my life as it's being done in heaven. Lord, allow me to conduct myself as you would have me to live my life. And not only in business and pleasure and in church activities, but the things that I do would reflect you. And then he says, give us our day, our daily bread. 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so now he turns to his personal need, that personal need of my daily bread. Isn't it so beautiful that God is our provider? He's the one that takes care of us. He knows our needs even before we ask him. But yet it's good to go to the Lord and make our petitions. James says we have not because we ask not. And certainly as we look at our Father which is in heaven, we know who he is. And as we ask him to care for our our daily needs, certainly he will. As he goes on and then he asks for forgiveness. Jesus tells us, and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. And so that beauty of forgiving one another, looking for forgiven, forgiveness in our own life as we forgive one another. And then he pr- prays or teaches us to pray in verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation, into temptation, but deliver us from, e- from the evil one. Lord, help us. Help us that we don't follow into the area of temptation. I don't know what you're tempted with or easily to be tempted. But Satan is the master tempter. He wants to trip us up. He wants to bring in discouragement, despair, and have us fall into sin. So, Lord, help us. Lord, please lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Keep us from his trickeries, even as... Ephesians chapter 6 there talks about how we should put on the whole armor of God because we wrestle not with flesh and, uh, and blood, but against power, powerful wickedness in high places. You know, and I think it's beautiful as we pray, say, Lord, help me this day. Lord, please help me to, to live a life as you would have me to, to live. And Lord, please keep me out of the area of temptation. And so that the beauty as he finishes in verse 13, he says, for yours is the kingdom. Again, talking about the kingdom of God. He says, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I think Jesus was saying that we should remember that all power belongs unto God and that all glories truly should go to him because he's not only our God, he's our sustainer, He's the giver of life, and he's everything that we need. And so he concludes in saying, Amen. Beautiful prayer, the model, the look at. And certainly, I think it's something that we that we should pray, that we should talk to the Lord. And as we look at this in Matthew chapter 6, and maybe you say, well, I just don't know how to pray. Well, go over here. Look at this. Jesus was teaching his disciples he would want to teach you the, even this day. And then he goes on in verse 14. He says, For if you will forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Isn't that interesting? How he ties forgiveness of us forgiving one another with our forgiveness. I, I think it's so, so often we're looking for forgiveness from God, but we're not willing to, to pass on forgiveness to one another. But he goes on in verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. (laughs) For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men to be fasting. 
I surely to you, they have their reward. He says, don't be like these guys. He says, be different. Because you are different. You're a child of God. Do it unto the Lord. You're fasting. Make sure we're forgiving one another. And then as he concludes this section, he says, But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father which is in secret. It, and, and as he goes on, sees you in secret places, your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. As we've been looking at this section, as we've been seeing, it always comes down to a matter of the heart, doesn't it? Are we doing it for show? Or are we doing it for real? And if we're doing it for real, then it really doesn't ma matter what men think of you. But really what matters is what God thinks. So may we just conduct our, our lives in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.